1: Hey guys, this is Gail Kim from Impact Wrestling, and you are listening to the 8-Bit Suplex Podcast. Hey everybody, and welcome to another edition of the 8-Bit Suplex here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Uh, this is uh, one happy year host uh, Joshua McLaughlin, signing in to, to first wish you guys a happy holidays. Thanks for listening. Uh, right before we get right deep into the Christmas season, we're in the heart of it. Uh, Sandy uh, is unfortunately out this week, uh, but filling in uh, as he is uh, one to do is Mr. Dan Coffin. Dan, how are you, buddy? Yeah,
0: I'm doing great. Podcaster X showing up when somebody gets injured. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, that's a speed racer reference uh for all you youngsters out there if you don't know what speed racer is uh go watch uh some boomerang on uh, amazon prime that's a good way to uh uh get caught up on all things speed racer and the well, wachowskis, the, the the wachowskis too, made that right? movie with uh john goodman uh and that was pretty good
0: <laughs> yeah
1: and john like goodman did not champ. play speed racer
0: digital champ and uh some right other stuff on it.
1: Yeah, I just do want to make sure John Goodman was not Speed Racer, he played the dad. So <laughs> if you didn't see the movie and you know the cartoon and you're like John Goodman played Speed Racer? No, 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 no. I'm not saying Pops, that right? he played Pops, yeah. yeah. I think that was the default name for all T V dads. If they if like the dad wasn't one of the main characters, it was like, Oh, it's Pops. Like that was right. like kind of the you know, the standard. I can't think of any others right now. But I feel like, you know, I don't know. I just feel like that's the case. <laughs>
0: It sounds it feels truthy right
1: yeah yeah i know right yeah welcome to 8 suplex your Hanna Barbera uh, podcast yeah
0: <laughs> you know, <Off> that'd,
1: <laughs> i will tell you that'd be a fun podcast to do i do a little uh, Hanna Barbera cartoons uh and i will say they are uh some of them more difficult to watch with 2020 lenses um because there is yeah. uh some some insensitive material um but that to say um uh, what is not insensitive to say is that we had a pretty good week in Impact Wrestling. Uh, of course, we have uh, Final Resolution, which we'll review uh, here at the top. And we also had a really, really huge um, kind of uh, news-breaking moment uh, on this week's edition of Impact Wrestling with uh, as it pertains to Kenny Omega and, of course, Don Callis. Can't leave out Don Callis. Uh, as Kenny has not done uh, for the past couple of weeks, uh, even going on different radio shows, Don Callis has done a lot of media recently. Uh, he's, he's building up a lot of heat with the marks, uh, Dan. <laughs> yeah, well, he's a consummate worker, you know.
0: He's been doing this a long time, so he knows how to how to stick it in and break it off.
1: He does. You know, Don Callis is uh, is proof that kayfabe may not be dead all the way. Uh, he's given it some life. Uh, I've really enjoyed uh, just about everything they've done. I, I I think everything's a hit, and and we'll get into that probably more towards uh, the end of reviewing this week's episode of Impact. Um, but let's uh, let's you know talk about Final Resolution, uh, which is of course the Impact Plus uh, special event of the month of December. Um, I've been really enjoying having these extra you know once a month shows, uh, kind of a mini pay per view. Uh, they're not as they're not given as uh, much importance as the quarterlies, um, which kind of feels like almost like a WWE ish kind of model when they were doing, you know, the once a month uh, on the network. Um, I think for a while they had more than once a month when they were doing separate brand uh, pay-per-views, which was too much. So, uh, but I think, yeah, it's every you, two weeks, a lot of times, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, and, and for those of us that like to get together and watch wrestling, uh, of course, pre-pandemic um, and, and, you know, some, some, some during pandemic, but also, you know, very socially responsible watching. Uh, getting together every two weeks, it was just, I mean, it was undoable. So you had to pick and choose. So you're going to watch the SmackDown one with your buddies, you're the wrong one. Um, but right. here, uh, Impact, of course, does not have a brand split, because Explosion is not a big enough show to uh, <laughs> to warrant a separate <laughs> roster. Um, and Impact, if you split up their roster, I think would not have enough really necessarily for one show um but that's it. They, uh, they, since they brought them back I've really enjoyed having um just that extra once a month just to go okay uh yeah I'll watch this and it was interesting Dan because this Saturday was like the busiest night in wrestling in a long time for your, yeah. your major uh you know your major players um, It
0: just kind of came out of nowhere too It,
1: was just it like, really kind of sudden, did. Like, Oh you got this you got
0: that you got that <laughs>
1: Right. And and I think, you know, obviously, in a lot of ways, we have Kenny Omega to thank for that, um, because Kenny Omega does, uh, of course, make an appearance uh, at Final Resolution, hanging out with his uh, former, uh, you know, buddy in the Bullet Club, Carl Anderson. Lots of references to Bullet Club over the past couple of weeks, um, mm-hmm. really trying to get Carl Anderson going, uh, almost seemingly as a single. But then, of course, you know, Doc Gallows gets kind of involved this week. Um, And then King Omega was also defending the AAA championship on YouTube. So it's, uh, you know, you have to kind of decide uh, which one you think was live. Obviously, it was not the Impact one because Impact also had two other talents on other shows at the exact same time this was airing. uh, in TJP and Chris Bay, who were on the Final Resolution card, as well as the Super Jacob. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was um, it was
0: crazy. <laughs> I haven't like flipped around that much between
1: uh, different internet sites to watch wrestling in a long time. <laughs> right. It was uh it was very uh, reminiscent of the days, especially between Nitro and Raw, right?
0: Yeah. Like uh, exactly. this match isn't
1: really interesting to me, so I'm gonna flip over here. So, um, I watched the entire Impact card after watching some of the AAA Mania card. Um, And then I didn't, I didn't catch the Super J Cup yet. I, did you watch any of the Super J Cup, Dan?
0: I waited till the next day to watch it because uh, I knew it was taped, and I, I watched it Sunday morning, and it was definitely the weakest of the three shows to me. But okay, it was okay.
1: I gotcha, I gotcha. Of course, that was, uh, you know, uh, none of the uh, Impact talent uh, won that uh, the Super J Cup. Of course, I believe it was El Fantasmo, uh, winning it for the second time in a row. Uh, because that's yeah. a trophy that he wins. <laughs> so <laughs> yep. no, no disrespect, of course, to ELP. Uh, I enjoy a, a moonsault back rake as much as the next guy. Um, so kudos to him. And then, of course, kudos to uh, Kenny Omega uh, for having a uh, fantastic match with the Laredo Kid and retaining that championship. Um, it, th- that championship belt hasn't made an appearance on Impact Wrestling, uh, which I think is interesting because he's talked about collecting belts and how this is what he's going to be doing now. Is going around collecting belts, um, right. but he's only brought the AEW. I'm, I'm sure it's probably some kind of, you know, uh, AAA doesn't want their belt on Access TV or something. There's got to be some kind of, you know, something yeah, going but you, on there. Yeah,
0: they might have the cartels against him. Who knows? You know, um, with the uh, <laughs> the Mexican, <laughs> with the Mexican promotions. But I mean, they're pretty liberal down there with like like music rights and stuff like that so you'd think that'd be like fair game like oh yeah whatever just talk about our belt and maybe people will watch us you know but who knows what's going on behind yeah, the scenes yeah, I this mean, stuff. It, all it couldn't hurt
1: yeah it couldn't hurt and and also i mean they do mention of course you know taya is still their women's champion i believe so um right. there's a lot of weird kind of you know the wrestling business is still the wrestling business at the end of the day
0: also they don't kick they don't really care about the belts like down there
1: like they don't. we do up here. Right. Yeah, they're, they're to, to say that Mexico is not belt marks is you know to to say <laughs> that they are uh, you know that would be probably an understatement. Um but So, sorry, brief interruption. So, so when I was watching I had some packages this Saturday, being delivered
0: one of the things I thought about was I'd like to have a wrestling red zone channel for nights like that.
1: Right? <laughs> there, there you go just a host
0: like all right now we're gonna go to this main event and then we're gonna go over to this and this one's, oh, this one's getting heated up over here let's go here right
1: now <laughs> right oh well, we might that, have a hot tag coming it's... in here we're gonna switch over to impact <laughs> yeah <You> no <know, laughs> absolutely so uh yeah and, and uh, i do apologize for that uh that brief lapse in the audio on my and uh yeah my, we're we're uh, moving packages around here you know it is christmas coming up uh so you know we got some packages uh delivered to the house for the kids so uh, we, my wife uh, had to bring some into the room that I'm recording in, uh, so just if you hear a little bit of quietness there, that's why, um, but yeah, so uh, let's let's get into this final resolution card here, it was a bigger card than I expected, um, it did have nine matches on it, um, and I don't believe any of the other ones have gone that many matches, but um, they all had a pretty decent length to them also, which I found pretty interesting. It's almost like uh, Impact realized they'd have more people watching. So, of course, uh, they decided that they were going to be, you know, throwing out uh, more matches, more um, more talent just to so that everyone can kind of see what they have to offer. Is that right. kind of the vibe you were getting to, Dan?
0: Yeah. It seemed like they wanted to, you know, showcase more than just a couple of people. Um let them show their stuff out there, which I appreciate, you know, as, as a watcher of Impact. I, I want to see good wrestling. I don't necessarily want to see like
1: thirty-second squash matches all night. So sure, I enjoy it. On, especially on especially your monthly special, you want to have good matches. Um, and uh, you know, kicking off the show, uh, you know, in case you haven't heard about this guy, is a guy named Tommy Dreamer. Uh, he was in a <laughs> an old school rules match against Larry D. Uh, now, on top of this being an old school rules match. It also was a match that determined whether or not Larry D would go to jail for the attempted murder of Johnny Bravo. So if Larry D wins, he walks away a free man. If Tommy Dreamer wins, Larry D is off to prison. Um, this went 11 minutes, 42 seconds, which is a longer match than I expected. Uh, and I had predicted here with Sandy and had agreed um, going into this that the only way that this story continues is if Tommy Dreamer wins and right. – Tommy Dreamer wins. Yeah. So Um
0: <laughs> Wrestling Justice, right? Like <laughs> this is probably the goofiest part of the night. And I'm glad they got it out of the way at the beginning.
1: <laughs> well, there was but, uh, a slightly more goofy uh um, a match, um, if you ask me, and that's you know, Hernandez and follow by and we'll get into that in a little bit. Yeah, we'll um, get there. But yeah, I mean Tommy Tommy continues to to work his uh tail off. I mean, truthfully uh larry d uh he's looking a lot better he's lost a lot of weight just like a c Romero has right some really good action back and forth uh some pretty brutal uh you know uh a c tries to get involved and goes to a, a corner table with a splash um man i i that's just gotta be painful i uh, I know it's probably you know a little bit of a gimmick table, but you know there's still fragments of wood and he's got a lot of places that fragments of wood could stick. <laughs> It's a lot, a lot of
0: canvas for that art right?
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, uh, pretty yeah. good match there. Uh, I was happy to see uh, Tommy pick up a win. He doesn't get very many of those these days, and then let's be honest, he doesn't need them. Um, but you know, it continues the, the story. So, um,
0: here, here's my thing about it, and since I'll bring it up now because it doesn't, they didn't, even, did they even mention it in Impact this week? that Larry D was in jail? I don't remember hearing anything about it.
1: No, I don't think they did. Um, I was kind
0: of surprised at that.
1: Like They did release uh photos from a photo shoot of him in an orange jumpsuit. Um with the official <laughs> with, from the official Impact photography or with the uh the uh, the water stamp and everything in the corner, which is, now, is kind of silly. Same,
0: is that but, the same jail that Eric Young was, you know, cutting those vignettes in?
1: Well, we might find out. I mean, hey, I mean, maybe that's the new recruitment center for, uh, for Eric Young. Maybe he picks maybe, up uh, Larry D. We'll talk Dane.
0: about it later.
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe that comes full circle. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I
0: just thought it was interesting that they, they, they didn't really talk a whole lot about it. So I, I'm interested to see where this goes. Like, is he going to break out of jail? Is somebody going to, like, <laughs> come forward and they release him? Or is he just, oh, he's just going to serve two years. We'll see him then, you know. Knows? Yeah, it
1: would be interesting to see, like, because he keeps on saying that he was set up, right? Um, so yeah. if he was indeed set up, uh, I'm sure that's probably the next part of the um, storyline. Um, but, you know, we'll see. I, I, it's not, It's to me, it's lost a little bit of steam, um, yeah. but I'm sure they'll pick it up once the new year comes. Uh, it is worth mentioning that um, this week's impact was the last impact of the year of, of new content. The next two weeks, I believe, are our holiday award shows um, and look backs at the the year. So um, nothing new probably come in. They might announce some matches for Genesis or something like that, which will be their January uh, um, monthly thing. There might be some promo spots, uh, but I don't think there's going to be any new matches to talk about. Um, But a new match to talk about uh, with a newer tag team uh, to Impact. Uh, We have Team Stars. Taking on Havoc and Nevaeh, uh, kind of built as a two nut match for Havoc and Nevaeh before they have to, of course, go on and face Jordan Grace and Jazz um, in the Knockouts Tag Team Tournament. Um, I was happy to see Team C-Stars get another crack at this, Dan. I, I thought they had a pretty decent showing in there in the tournament, um, and I think they got uh, a little bit of a future here in Impact if they uh, if they're able to sign them.
0: Yeah, they're pretty good. I've seen better out of them than this match, Um, but it was okay. Um, I mean, I'm going to say this a couple times tonight. This wasn't, like, probably the best showing that these people could have put on. Um, Not very memorable, but I know they're capable of better, and I I hope to see more
1: of them and impact later. I think we've seen this somewhat with Havoc and Nevaeh. They're not going to carry a match. So unless the other tag team can really take that match further I think it suffers um, just because Havican and I have no no I'm not a knock on them they have a little more of a little bit more of a limited moveset um right they're not they're not flying they're not doing anything and not that everyone has to fly but they're not doing anything necessarily out of the box right so uh, for me I, Team C-Stars, it was good to get them on the card. It went a little bit longer than I expected because I expected since Havoc and Devea, of course, moved on in the tournament and Team C-Stars did not. I expected it to be maybe closer to like three minutes. This thing goes over eight minutes. Um, So probably a little long. Um, But good to see, uh, of course, a- Ashley Vox and, and Dominic uh Team C-Stars. I enjoy their, their uh, nautical puns and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really actually do like their uh, their entrance where they uh, hook the cameraman with their uh, fishing pole and reel them in. Um, that I think is pretty cool. Um, so I'd like to see more of them. Definitely. Uh, next we have the team, and this is an intergender tag match of Caleb with a K and Tenille Dashwood taking on the team of Eddie and Alicia Edwards. Um, I had, I had predicted on uh, this podcast, you can go back and listen to it. I said, there's no reason for Caleb with a K and to to win this match, but they will. Um, and they did. Um, <laughs> and, and it really only serves to, for the, the storyline of course, of Eddie Edwards and Sammy Callahan. Um, but before you get that far, uh, I actually thought this was a pretty decent match
0: yeah uh, it was it was it was a step up from the last you know tag match um i I think Tennille dashwood's been kind of underutilized so far they've had her on um but I feel like she needs to get the rocket strapped to her. She's a big name mm-hmm. uh I know she can you know do better than what they've allowed her to do so far um i think I think she's got big things ahead for her on impact absolutely um and I think you're uh, right I'm like and, and more.
1: I'll say this is that when we talk about her uh, match from Tuesday night, I think she had a much better match Tuesday night than she did at final resolution. And that may just mm-hmm. be because it wasn't, you know, the intergender tag thing and, and whatnot. Uh, there was one really uh, funny spot where Eddie goes to uh, hit Tanil with a lariat. And then Caleb tries to dive in front of him to like take the blow. And Eddie <laughs> just stops and Caleb just flies through the air and just crashes and burns. Um, pretty funny, pretty funny comedy spot. Uh, but you know, people forget that Caleb with the K, of course, is a, uh, a professional wrestler as well. Um, and I thought it, he he took he was bumping all over the place for Eddie. Um, so it was I, I I'd like to show you, you know I might want to see more Caleb with the K Dan. Uh,
0: maybe as a wrestler. <laughs> sure, <laughs> so
1: sure. As a
0: <laughs> pretty annoying personality, which that's that's exactly what he needs to be.
1: So <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah, yes, exactly. He could be He's the perfect uh, chicken shit heel, so to speak, uh, as far as that goes. Um, but, yeah, good match. Almost nine minutes. They really let it go. And, of course, Sam McCallaghan gets involved at the end, um, causes a distraction. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Caleb and Tenille get the win. Moving on, we have the singles match between Hernandez and falaba and I say this one was a bit goofier, and, and not just because of the competitors. I, th- I actually think both the guys, you know, put on a pretty good match. Um, but we have special referee Kira Hogan and special ring announcer Tasha Steeles. Uh, of course, we know Tasha Steele uh, is in possession in her fanny pack of the uh, roll of, of uh, money that Hernandez has from arm wrestling. Um, Hernandez gets the win here over Faliba. I Actually, I, Hernandez can still kind of go. I mean, they used him a a bit more a few years ago, but I'm actually, I wouldn't mind if they used him a bit more in the ring and that may be his choice to not do as much um, because he is getting up there. Uh, But what'd you think here, Dan?
0: Uh I'll be honest, I didn't see most of this match. Um these <laughs> this match Fair. and the next one, uh I had switched over to Triple A and I also had a lot of stuff going on here at the house. So <laughs> I'll trust your judgment on this one and the next one.
1: Okay. So what I heard is Josh is 100%, right? And uh you know, what? we'll go with that. <laughs> I'll I'll rubber stamp that. <laughs> but of course, you know Hernandez wins and of course the the stipulation was that you know whoever won gets the money back. Um, Hernandez wins, asks Tasha Steeles for the money, and she can't find it in her fanny pack. She has no idea where it is. Uh, and which kind of spooks Kara Hogan, and like everyone's like, oh, they must be planning something. Uh, but nobody knows where the money is at that point, point. Uh, and we move on to the next match, uh, which of course is Eric Young with Joe Doring, and he is taking on Rhino. There is not much to say about the actual match. Rhino gets some good offense in, um, Joe Doring at one point tries to get in the ring and Rhino kicks the ropes and, you know, does the old, uh, the, the low blow that way, right. The legal low blow by kicking the ropes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe, and, and, and I'm sure I'll be corrected on this, uh, after the match, of course we get, um, the Diners coming out, um, and Cody Deaner, of course, uh, Screaming about it not being a no one, and then I believe, and God, it's been a week. Um, <laughs> and I could be mistaken at some point, either the now or I don't think it happened on the next impact. Pretty sure it's on this show. Um, because like I said, God, yo, know, Christmas. Kids, I'm, I'm pretty Cincinnati sure it was this
0: episode. I, I know what you're talking about here. Yeah.
1: So, so Cody Diener turns around and clocks cousin Jake with Eric Young's hockey mask, thus. Uh, aligning himself, it seems, with Eric Young. So we will see where that goes. I think Cody Deaner is a character that needs something, um, and I think uh, being put up with you know with the guy that that knows his character well and plays it really well, and Eric Young can really help uh Cody Deaner. So you know I know you didn't see the match, Dan, but. You know what? What's kind of your thoughts? And and we don't. We're not necessarily going to talk about it when we talk about the next episode of Impact. There was a uh, a video package that showed uh, Eric Young in the uh, prison. Of course, that which I always assumed was you know the prison of his mind, somewhat of a metaphorical showing. Um, but it seems to be a real physical place. Maybe he lives there. I don't know. But <laughs> but he has. I guess when uh, we
0: see Larry D, we'll know for sure, right?
1: We'll know for sure. We'll know for sure. <laughs> But uh, we see Cody Dina there. Um, so do you think this is the right move to f- basically split the Deeners and then try and do something else with Cody?
0: I do. Um, I would like to see Eric Young in a stable. I thought he did pretty well with Sanity and WWE as the leader of that. Um, I, f- I feel like he would be a great – the only thing I, I would say that might be a negative towards it, it seems like – with the uh, the video package in the in the next episode of Impact, it seems like they were going with the cult leader type gimmick. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of sick of cult leaders in wrestling right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, the one benefit, of course, is that presently the exalted one is off of TV, uh, Mr. Brody Lee, uh, seemingly yeah. with an injury. So there's no competing with uh, that presently. Uh, but yeah, if right. Eric Young turns into this cult leader... Uh, Kind of yeah, I don't thing. want
0: another Wyatt family, I don't want another
1: dark order, you know. But if he just
0: creates like a, a gang of badasses that beat the, the crap oh, sure. out of everybody, that, that then, I'm all
1: for. That would, be, you know? that would be a great heel stable. Uh, but I was going to note, um, that Bray Wyatt is in fact a genius, I've been told, so maybe, uh, maybe we needed another Wyatt family. <laughs> Footage you know?
0: not found. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Um, no, but I, I think it's good for the Deaners to break up. They're, you know, they're just a generic redneck tag team before. And how many times have we seen that in wrestling? It's 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 just bland and gross. Um, well, I, Who's I the last
1: like generic redneck wrestler to get over? Like generic redneck? Oh, God. Uh, I'm not talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin, of course, because he was no. far from generic. So... Outside of that. I can't think of one. <laughs> they pretty much, if you have, I mean, I guess, I mean, you could almost call a Hacksaw Jim Duggan one, but, uh, I mean, kind he of. at least, he at least had a two yeah. by four. So
0: Hillbilly Jim, maybe going back I,
1: yeah. way back. I don't know. I mean, so, uh, it's listen, never been a good gimmick. No, it, it doesn't, doesn't really work well. On a national, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work well on a national, uh, stage it probably is yeah. great for mid-south wrestling um <laughs> or the old nwa territory days uh but
0: maybe beer money right they were kind
1: of that yeah, way kinda, yeah okay they got maybe beer it, money so. yeah you're right you're right maybe maybe um, a little bit there
0: um but yeah i'd like to see them in a group uh joe Doring. i i don't know if they've announced when he's actually going to wrestle but i want to see him you know i've yeah. heard he, he was kind of a badass over in japan and let's see some of that over here in impact right
1: yeah, I mean he was a All Japan uh, Grand Slam champion or whatever they call it. I, I'm not. A, I I've never watched a single bit of All Japan, uh, but of course, friend of the podcast, friend of the network, Zach Porter uh, was over the moon excited when Impact signed him, and he doesn't watch Impact at all. Um, and so I, most of the world is tuning into Impact to see what Kenny Omega does. Zach is tuning in to see what Joe Doring is doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joe Which, Doring's
0: a scary looking dude, so I'd like to see what he can do in the ring. Right? Yeah.
1: When he does these beatdowns, they are pretty intense. So yeah. I would like to see some of that translate to an actual match. Uh, I'm with you there. Um, but we got to move on to the next match, which is, of course, the final defeat Rohit challenge of the year. Now, it was teased by TJP the Tuesday prior to final resolution that you know, he's like, hey, man, good luck in your final uh, challenge of the year. And Rohit's like, oh, you know, it won't be you. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, nudge, nudge, twink wink. Of course it was going to be TJP. But, of course, remembering that TJP lost to Rohit Raju, which cost him the ability for TJP to challenge for the X Division title as long as Rohit Raju held it. Now, we teased it with Suicide a few weeks ago. Maybe that's an angle that TJP could go. Uh, but, no, we actually get Manic. To answer the call of Rohit Raju for this challenge, uh, and right away the announcer's like, uh, "Yeah, dude, that's TJP. What's going on here?" Like, <laughs> he didn't even got...
0: cover up his his tattoos on his no. arms.
1: Like, he was, same exact tattoos. sleeves full out. <laughs> when you have <laughs> sleeves, it becomes a harder thing to uh, hide. So he's, you know, his full arm sleeves are there. He's wearing his Lakers wristbands, uh, which of course, you know, <laughs> TJP is a noted Lakers fan. Um, right. And of course, the move set is basically the same moves. He does it with a little bit of a different style, a little bit more uh, kind of like superhero stance kind of stuff. You know, like he kind of you know goes down and squats and does the one arm back kind of like Spider Man pose. Um, but I actually I, I really enjoyed the heck out of this match. I really did. This was
0: probably the second best match of the night. I mean, obviously, I mean. The, well, Say what you will about TJP as a person. The guy can go in the ring. Rohit yeah. Raju is good in the ring. Like, the X Division with Impact isn't like what it used to be, but these guys can still put on bangers right. on the shows.
1: So, I mean, here's, yeah, I, but here's, I liked it. here's the thing is that, you know, when we talk about the X Division now, and, and there's some great guys there, like you mentioned TJP, Rohit Raju, Chris Bay, Willie Mack, uh, you name I mean, basically, of course, everyone can qualify, so to speak, for the X Division. Um, but the uh, the guys that are constantly in the mix of that right now, listen, it's never going to be AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Jeff Hardy, Christopher Daniels, Frankie, you know, I can go on and on and on and on. That's way long gone. <laughs> but with what they got now, they have, in my mind, the majority of their best workers are in that X Division um, because when you tune into an X Division match, you know you're going to get an awesome match, and that's kind of... You know, that's what we're seeing here. Um, and, right. yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, TJP um, is a really good wrestler. He's really talented. So uh, having hit the title on him makes a lot of sense, uh, especially since that's a title that's defended more than the World Championship is. So I'm excited to see kind of, you know, what comes next uh, out of uh, his title reign as Manic.
0: Well, he course. doesn't have it. Manic has it. So
1: well, that's it'll be true. interesting to that's see true. what Manic does. <laughs> That's true. Very good point out of you. Very good point.
0: This reminds me a lot of the uh, Mr. America gimmick at the end of Hogan's run. (laughs) Right. Like, like, just hit people with a leg drop, and then, like, pull his mask up after the cameras were off, and, like, shh. Like, come on, dude. (laughs) It's like it's intentionally badly showing that it's him. So, But that's fine. Yeah,
1: I mean, at least, like, even, like, TJP's social media presence, he's not pretending that Manic is a different person. So, you know, it's like this... This hidden secret in plain sight that Scott the himself endorsed when he said to TJP, nobody named TJP can win this. Nudge right. nudge, wink wink. So um, at least they're not trying to do it as far as that Mister America shit. Um, I was <laughs> I was almost gonna say who's a worse person, TJP or Terry <laughs> Um, but it's still far and away Terry Bollia. So that's not even a real. That's not a fair question to ask. If the question is who's worse, Terry Bollea or Fill in the blank. It's always going to be Terry unless you like start talking about you know historically her- horrible figures uh, and stuff like that. I mean Hitler versus Hulk Hogan. I oh mean obviously obviously this Hitler's show's worse.
0: Taking a turn.
1: Obviously Hitler's <laughs> worse. Um, and listen, I'm just making points here. I'm just I'm I'm trying. Listen, we got to get some. We got to drive the ratings here. Have,
0: have heat with Hogan.
1: I've had heat with Terry Bollier for a long time. Okay. Well, see we're him
0: at the Panera Bread here in town. And- <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I'll piss. call him Terry to his face again and get him real pissed off again. You <laughs> know, spoiler alert. Terry Bolia still believes he's Hulk Hogan outside of the ring. If you call him Terry, you better be Eric Bischoff. And that's about it. because uh, he will not answer and if you insist on calling him Terry multiple times, he will get uh angry. Call that's just Terrence.
0: see how he likes that.
1: I don't think he will. Um, but who knows who knows <laughs> anyways moving on <laughs> we have the <laughs> impact knockouts title match uh, which of course was made uh, the week uh, prior uh, the lead up here uh, after rosemary and taya defeat diana and kimberly in the tag team tournament we have diana Perazo, of course accompanied to the ring by kimberly defending against the demon assassin rosemary accompanied to the ring uh, by taya I really wish this was Taya in this match instead of Rosemary. Um, but I thought Rosemary did fine. Uh, Diana Prazo, of course, gets the win with her uh, gotch style pile driver, what she calls the Costa Nostra. Um, pretty good match here, Dan. Um, I don't have a whole lot of notes, uh, so to speak. There was some back and forth a little bit with Taya and Kimberly. Um, I always get kind of nervous when Kimber is ringside and getting involved because. For whatever reason, when she knows that she's going to have a spot, she still wears a miniskirt. I don't really know why, um, <laughs> but it's like, you know, you're going to catch a super kick from Taya. Don't wear the miniskirt. That's kind of my opinion. Um, right. It's not the attitude here. Nobody's looking for that. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, pretty good match. Obviously, it's there seems to be we seem to be driving towards diana versus taya at hard to kill would be my guess um yeah. and i'm i'm a thousand percent here for that dan um i'm sure you are as well um mm-hmm. because it's no secret on this podcast that taya might be my favorite uh female wrestler in the world right now um i, I just i i can go back on the triple a youtube channel and just pull up all these fantastic masters that she's had with you know redacted and you know anyone else in that division, right, right, so I don't know you got anything uh, to note here?
0: uh, not really. It was an okay match. It probably went on a little bit too long, but yeah, it's building towards Deanna, which taya would which is that's more of a money match for me.
1: oh yeah, I mean it's 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 a little bit of two contrasting styles too, when you get to that match eventually, and we'll of mm-hmm. course preview that match a hundred and ten percent if and when it does happen um and you're right it is a little long it did go over 13 minutes um which probably could have been eight or nine it might have been a little better yeah um but like you said setting up lots of stuff um and then uh you know we get to the uh the sub main event or the co-main event almost um after a huge pep talk from of course, Kenny Omega and Don Callis on the billion dollar bus, or as Joshua Matthews uh, refers to us, I don't think that bus is that expensive. Uh, I don't think Anthem is shelling out that much money for a bus uh, to, <laughs> to shoot Kenny Omega in. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Um, I'm not an expert on on big RVs and things like that, but maybe it is a nicer uh, million dollar RV. Um, I don't know about a million, maybe like 200K or something like that. Yeah, it's definitely a couple hundred grand. Um that I see a they're... lot of
0: them down here at the trailer parks in Florida, so it can't be that <laughs> expensive,
1: right? Well, you know, when you live in the in the trailer, you don't have to worry about, uh, you know, mortgages and things like that. You can put your, you know, your big money into uh, the RV. That's kind of mm-hmm. my thought. I, well, I don't personally do that, and I, and I as someone that has a, a wife and, and two kids, I'm not allowed to do something like that, even if I wanted to. Um, but, you know. If that's your, if that's if that's what you want, that's what you want. You just hey, you do you. Um, But let's say he uh, he basically tells Carl Anderson like, a, and they've been hammering this up a lot that Carl Anderson was a was the, the 2012 G1 finalist. Notice he lost that final, uh, of course, uh, to I believe it was I believe it was Tanahashi, or was it Okada? It was either Tanahashi or Okada. I believe it was Tanahashi, um, and they 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 keep <laughs> bringing that up constantly. Dude, you were the 2012 G1 finalist. Like, you, this this guy shouldn't take you more than five minutes. And, uh, of course, it does take a little bit more than five minutes for him to get through Ethan Page. Uh, it does take about 13 minutes. Um, and I just looked it up uh, because I knew I was going to be called out on this. It was, of course, Kazuchika Okada that won the 2012 G1 over Carl Anderson. So... um I mean, he's yeah. no
0: slouch, so it's he's, not like he's definitely you know... not.
1: He's definitely not like like here's here's what I I, I think, and this will be a, a small Good Brothers tangent, uh, if you'll allow me the endeavor.
0: It's your show, Carl, man. Like... Go for it.
1: <laughs> well, it's only partly my show. Uh, you know, missing Sandy of well, course. Well,
0: tonight, how about that? It's your show. <laughs>
1: well, no, it's still partly yours. Um, so the. The problem with the Good Brothers, especially Carl Anderson, is that they spent those years in WWE really phoning it in. Uh-huh. And really not have, I mean, I, I struggle to think of a good match that they had. Like, the only match that I can ever think of that they were in that I really enjoyed was at WrestleMania 33 when the Hardys came back. And that had nothing to do with them, and everything <laughs> I to do they with... were in that <laughs> exactly. I mean, you, I, I, it had everything to do with the fact that, of course, Matt and Jeff came back, right? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, one of the biggest pops in, in recent WrestleMania, you know, history. But I really feel like for them, they they just got stuck in such a rut, and they're trying to do their different things and come out of it. It, and really, and we forget that these guys really were good wrestlers, and that's how they got signed to WWE. Um, and Carl Anderson, especially, you know, he still holds records in New Japan for the longest tag team title reigns. Um, of course, uh, that was with Matt Bloom, not with Doc Gallows. Um, but I, I really feel like Impact, at least, is showing that this. Carl Anderson still exists when they put him in a singles match. And I feel like when Doc Gallows gets out there against another big guy, he shows how much better than he is than the big guys, but he can't necessarily go with the small guys as much. But I really enjoy seeing Carl Anderson wrestle. It's kind of what I'm getting at. And, and, <laughs> and what, I, and I, I wish that their time in WWE almost never happened just because I think it's, it's making it harder to appreciate what they do, and what they've done in the past, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it does. I like you said. I, 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 you remembered at least one match mem- that was memorable for them. <laughs> I can't remember anything. And I, I you know, I saw them live a few times too, and I can't remember hardly anything about the run other than, you know, they seconded AJ a lot, but they didn't really do much except for cash checks. I mean. And and
1: they honestly. cashed big ones. They, I mean, they, <laughs> yeah. I mean, WWE, yeah. You know, and hey, you know what?
0: I don't Kudos. fault him for that at all. <laughs> no, right?
1: Absolutely not.
0: Take Vince's money every chance
1: you get. <laughs> He's got plenty of it, so please take it. Um, and but, yeah, I mean, they were multiple time tag champions, um, in and everywhere they've gone. So these these I mean, there's a reason why these guys keep getting jobs and books, right? I mean, it's yeah. not because they're pretty. It's not because, you know, <laughs> it's not because they're drawing, you know, the ladies to the screen. It's because they can wrestle. I mean, let's be honest. And, and you know, I, I say I don't want to say don't have them wrestle together because obviously they're the tag champs in Impact right now. But if you want to keep throwing out these, you know, singles matches between tag teams, I wouldn't be mad at it. It's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah,
0: yeah. But, I I think they've, they've still got some mileage left. Um, obviously, they were never utilized right in WWE. That's common for a lot of people. Um, I think they, they kind of feel like they need to show people that they still got it. Um, yeah. maybe with, with pairing up with Kenny again, you know, maybe that'll get the motor running on them
1: and, uh, well, yeah. they can be able hey, to let's, let's not bury the lead it's far here, Dan. Let's, I mean, obviously if you're listening <laughs> to this podcast, you're well aware of what's going on and we'll talk about that, uh, in depth. Right. Uh, cause I, it will not that we're going to preview hard to kill now because we're still six weeks away from it. Um. But we will definitely talk about Hard to Kill uh, later on in the pod. Um, but yeah, and, and we spent all that time talking about Carl Anderson. I do want to point out, um, Ethan Page, um, he's really gotten good this year. Um, I think working with Josh Alexander has done absolutely wonders. And really for Josh Alexander, too, the other way. Um, the North are are really, 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 really good. Long, they have the longest reign in Impact uh, Tag Team Champion history, and with good reason. Um, Ethan Page, of course, there's a lot of talks about his contract, supposedly being up at the end of the year. We'll see what happens there. Um, Really good match. Um, And then I believe it was Tuesday night. Yeah. Tuesday night, they teased his alter ego, which we'll get into, Um, Mm, which of course, which of course he claims isn't him. Um, But yeah, I mean, Carl Anderson goes out and he beats Ethan Page. Uh, which means that they do not get a chance at the tag team titles, um, which is kind of like the caveat. And I thought maybe going into it that Ethan Page would pick up the win and then they would fail, you know, to uh, win the tag team titles. And then that would be kind of how he exits if he's going to exit. So,
0: but we'll see what happens.
1: Maybe he sticks around Josh Alexander has at least another six months or, or so left on his contract, maybe longer. Um, so if Ethan Page leaves, that leaves Alexander by himself. Maybe we see uh, a Josh Alexander X Division uh, title run. That'd be pretty sweet. I wouldn't be mad at that. But without further ado, on our final resolution, final resolution review, uh, we have the Impact World Title match between the defending Rich Swan and the challenger Chris Bay. This match went 20 minutes which it might be the longest impact match that I've watched this year but uh Dan I thought this thing was pretty damn good
0: I I thought it was okay
1: it was really? okay.
0: It, it was it was just to me I mean I've seen better out of both these guys I was I guess my uh, expectations for it were higher um I, I gotcha. because these guys had a lot of eyeballs on them from all the people tuning in to Impact now. Um, You know, we didn't talk about it earlier, but I think Impact somehow screwed this thing up, so they ended up giving away Final Resolution for free, right? Like, it wasn't even a pay-per-view by the end of the night. So they knew a lot of people would be watching. Um, So I guess I was kind of disappointed by that. It it wasn't bad, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But I was expecting more. I'll say that.
1: I gotcha. I will say this is probably the the highest-rated match I've seen from Impact on Cage Match, it has a 7.29, which is pretty good. Um, Yeah. Especially for Impact ratings, uh, because we talked before going on the air, and (laughs) Impact ratings uh, on Cage Match, because if you hold them up to, I hate to say this, but I'm going to say it, Impact does not have the same style of wrestling show that AEW does. And so if you're rating, comparing them as apples to apples, AEW is going to have the better wrestling show, period. Right. But if you look at Impact as doing what Impact's trying to do, they're very successful at it. They're telling the different stories, they're doing the comedy angles, the different things like that. And if you look at AEW, they're, they're, it's just, it's different shows. NXT is a different show. New Japan is a different style of a show, right? So to me, if you're doing an apples apples comparison, it doesn't, it's never going to translate well. But saying all that to say, a 7.29 on cage matches is nothing to sniff at for an impact match. Um, and like I said, Rich Swan and Chris Bay are both really talented wrestlers. Of course, it was one of Chris Bay's two matches on the night, uh, with the other one being in the Super J Cup. But uh, I, I really like their opening sequence that they threw out. Um, lots of you know, acrobatics, lots of, of really athletic moves. Um, but yeah, I mean, Rich Swan of course, uh, defeats Chris Bay, retains the impact world title match. He looks like he's could be, you know, kind of pushing towards wrestling against Moose uh at some point. Um possibly at hard to kill. Um I thought it was a pretty well, good. Well Moose match came
0: today. out at the end of this, right? Uh yes. Didn't he hand him his title at the end, kind of uh, hinting did. that the they were gonna like have a match at some point? Yes,
1: so, so that that is kind of where they're pointing to. Of course, Moose has a match at Genesis against Willie Mack, um, which is an I Quit match, um, and which was booked because, um, and this went down Tuesday. um, The match, the tag match from the previous Tuesday, uh, was a referee stoppage, I believe, or you know, maybe two matches ago. He's had a referee stoppage, and he's like, man, nobody tells me when I'm done. I tell, I'm going to tell you when I'm done. This is going to be an I Quit match. I don't personally like I Quit matches typically especially in a year that we had John Moxley and Eddie Kingston have a pretty damn good one. Um, right. I guess technically it will be a different year. It will be 2021. Thank <laughs> God we're almost done with 2020. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's one of those things, right? We, we talked about um, a lot in our group. When you have a tag team ladder match like AEW had putting out a tag team ladder match in recent, you know, with any sort of recency, tied to that match it's difficult to under to overcome those comparisons so if you're going to throw out an i quit match two months after john moxley and eddie kingston had maybe one of the best ones in the last decade um i, I hope i hope it delivers <laughs> it's kind of what i'm getting at <laughs> yeah good luck
0: with that yeah yeah i'm so, not a big fan of i quit matches either um i never have been I I would have much preferred like a last man standing match or something of that nature. But yes. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I I don't know where they're going with Moose, right? (laughs) Are they going to have him challenge rich after this this whole, uh, Kenny Omega thing is up or, I mean, it's kind of up in the air. I'm not sure
1: what's going on. So
0: I guess that's why I'll be tuning in. Right.
1: (laughs) exactly they're doing a great job of making sure people keep coming back they're not giving a whole lot of information each time um so you know we'll see kind of what happens uh that's it for final resolution i thought uh overall pretty decent show it wasn't their strongest monthly special uh, but i had i think there was a lot to like about it um and a lot to build off of as we kind of look towards next year with genesis and hard to kill
0: yeah it, it was an okay show um Like like I said earlier on a couple of these matches, I was kind of expecting more from them. Um, But uh, there really wasn't a whole lot in there that I just hated. So, I mean, that's better than some shows I've seen this year. I'll say that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I will not disagree with that statement. Um, I, I, you know, I agree. Um, So, real quick, we'll go through this week's impact. Of course, we uh, alluded to this before. Tenille Dashwood uh, gets a singles match against Alicia Edwards. Uh, of course, they're both uh, accompanied to the ring by their respective tag team partners. Of course, Tenille Dashwood with Caleb with a K. And uh, Alicia Edwards comes out with Eddie Edwards. Now, this match, I thought, showcased Tenille a bit more. Um, and I thought that the uh, the spotlight kick, as she calls it, her, her shining wizard, uh, was pretty, pretty awesome when she hits Alicia with it. Uh, in this match to get the win and, and kind of wins clean. That, that was a little bit of a distraction, uh, but at least she does get her finishing move in uh, to pick up the pin. Uh, only a five-minute match compared to the uh, the longer tag match that they had at Final Resolution. Dan, uh, you got anything uh, that you want to throw out here about this one?
0: No, like you said, it was a little better than the other match. Um, it seemed like they were.
1: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
0: Starting to feature Tennille a little more. Um, I hope (coughs) they keep doing that. Um, And then, of course, after the match, we had our our good friend Sammy Callahan (laughs) injecting himself into the show.
1: Yeah, So, uh, which looks like we're going to have um, a uh, like a no DQ match uh, between Eddie and Sammy at Hard to Kill I believe they said it was going to be for Hard to Kill um, so yeah. he basically said like hey man go home enjoy your last holiday that you're ever going to have with your family uh, because you know Sammy is that <laughs> he's, sadistic
0: <laughs> he's going to murder you okay
1: <laughs> he, you know he's, he's come pretty damn close to it a couple of times um, uh, that baseball bat of course is uh, you know pretty risque Anytime you're swinging it like Sammy does. Um,
0: I mean, he's been known to do some nasty things with it.
1: So <laughs> intentional yeah. or not. Right, exactly. The, the or not part is the, the more dangerous part. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I think Eddie and Sammy, if they truly do go, uh, you know, no holds barred, uh, no DQ at, at Hard to Kill, um, that has the potential to be, uh, you know, pretty, uh, pretty colorful, uh, so to speak. Uh, I, I'm going to put the over under, uh, at, uh, of people bleeding at one and a half and choose (laughs) the over.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there's definitely potential there to be good. There's also potential there for it to be awful. So, you never really know what you're going to get with uh, old Sammy. So, and, and you know, it'll be, good.
1: Ken Shamrock's 30 day suspension, of course, will be up by that point too. So. (laughs) Right. we'll see, you know, because, you know, uh, punching D'Lo Brown in the face gets you a 30-day suspension these days. Because, um, <laughs> of course, it does. The uh, the next match on the card, and it is worth noting, of course, that Carl uh, Anderson um, is uh, hanging out on the bus again with Kenny Baker and Don Callis. They're really hammering it up, uh, having a good time. You know, Carl Anderson's just, you know, he's basically got free reign to come and go as he pleases uh, through the parking lot. Still pisses Rich Swan off, off, of course, um, and there's least you know there's some confrontation in between you know Swan and and Carl Anderson and you know uh you know Kenny kind of talks him into uh going hey man why don't you go take him out right now and uh so he goes to do it and then the mercy machine no sorry it was the mercy machine guns that he had a problem with um and then Rich Swan interjects himself and you know there's he kind of backs off and uh you know so he goes back to hides on the bus. Uh, until his uh, main event match with Chris Sabin, um, who he was trying to, quote unquote, take his head off before the match. Um, and he, you know, kind of cowers. So the next match on the card, uh, of course, is our newly crowned X Division champion, Manic, taking on Chris Bay, who is accompanied to the ring by Rohit Raju. Now, he convinces Rohit Raju to come to the ring with him uh, as a means to unmask Manic. He convinces Rohit Raju that if he takes the mask of off, revealing it to be TJP, that Scott Demore will have no choice but to give him back his X-Division Championship. Rohit, of course, thinks this is a great idea, but (laughs) you have have to remember, of course, Chris Bay's, of course, the ultimate finesser. So, he gets uh, Rohit out there. Rohit kind of adds some distractions and then uh, Chris Bay is able to Get Rohit Raju pissed off enough that he actually hits him. And this causes, of course, a DQ where Chris Bay defeats Manic. Thus, thrusting Chris Bay into the number one challenger spot. Or so we're led to believe for the X Division Championship, leapfrogging Rohit Raju. <clears throat> so, a little bit of a, an interesting... <laughs> kind of a weird uh, little twist there, Dan. Yeah.
0: Um, I not a big, I mean, I'm not a big fan of the, uh, interference endings on these matches, but he is the ultimate for So it kind of makes sense.
1: Yeah, it does. And and it's one of those things where you, you just, you watch the match. It was, it had some decent action in it. Of course, Chris Bay and TJP can both wrestle really well. Excuse me, Chris Bay and manic. Um, they do a pretty solid job. And yeah, it does suck to see so many of these end in an interference. Um, but you tune in for the next week. That's what kind of what you keep coming back for. So, moving right along. Because I don't think we need to spend any more time. Unless you got anything else you want to add about that match, Dan? No. <laughs> <laughs> Righto. So, moving right along to the Impact Knockouts tag team title tournament semi-final match between Kiera Hogan and Tasha steals and Rosemary and Taya. Uh, I thought this match was excellent. I really enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, I'll, I'm going to get your thoughts here, Dan, first on this match.
0: So obviously you're going to like this match, right? Cause your girl's in it. Uh, Absolutely. So yeah. Well,
1: I mean, three uh, three out of three out of four. Uh, I'm pretty excited <laughs> to see on a regular basis, Dan. Right. Um.
0: Here, here's my only issue with this match, and uh, another distraction finish right after the last one. Um. If you're break, if you have all these new eyeballs on you, uh, from all these people who want to see Kenny Omega and are curious as to what you got don't keep running this distraction crap. If I want to see that, I'll watch three hours of raw on Monday night. Like, come on. (laughs) We're going to have winners and losers here.
1: Right? Yeah. It's, it's one of those things that, that Cindy and I talked about last week and you just, it, 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 it's, it's difficult to constantly have this happen when you know that there's more eyeballs on it, but They recorded – this. these matches were all already in the can before the Kenny Omega stuff even started. So with that in mind, you can go back and say, well, maybe they didn't – well, I mean I think they kind of knew that this was coming. So they could have done something different. Somebody
0: had to know, right? Kenny Omega didn't just show up on the doorstep and say, all right, I'm taking over your show. Right. (laughs) Let's start it Exactly.
1: Exactly. Bare minimum, Scott Demore and Don Callis knew what was happening. Bare minimum. So for me, you could have at least not had these next to each other on the card. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and in reality, only the first match and the last match actually have a finish. Right. So it's one of those things. Uh, it And it's tough to have a lead into next week when there isn't a next week. It's a lead into three weeks from now. Um, yeah. And this is kind of the first time I've, I've, since doing this podcast, I've been a little frustrated with impacts programming because I feel like they could have done more with this night. Um, of course the night is, is saved at the end uh, <laughs> quite a bit, um, but the lead up to it could have been better, but I thought the match itself was really good. Uh, of course, as you alluded to it, uh, Deanna Perrazzo and Kimberly come out and interfere with the match, causing Kiera Hogan and Tasha Steele to, of course, pick up the victory. Kiera Hogan it's, uh, I believe, Taya with the fisherman's, uh, the Bridging Fisherman's Deck Breaker, um, which is, you know, she does that move very well. So it's okay that, that that was the finish. I would have liked to see Taya and Rosemary versus, like, Jordan and Jazz for the finals. That would have been, like, my ideal matchup um, because I just I, – I, I want to see more Jordan and Taya. It's kind of what it kind of boils down to. right? <laughs> no, and shout-outs to Jazz, who, of course, uh, follows me on Twitter now. Uh, I'm kind of a big deal, Dan. <laughs> Tommy Dreamer messages me on Twitter. Jazz follows me. I mean, hey, we're we're coming up. Wow,
0: you're you're getting in there.
1: I yeah, and listen, a, a clip of uh, you uh, burying Ken Shamrock is on TikTok at over 152 views. Oh so, wow! Oh great! He's gonna come <laughs> and kick my ass. Well, I think you could outrun him. I think you could outrun him. I don't know. So <laughs> that's a fair point.
0: So what with this. Distraction finish, like, uh, I mean, I see they're building towards Taya and Deanna, which is great, right? But why couldn't you just have uh, Rosemary take the pin here, and then Deanna come out and, like, call them suckas for losing, right? Why why do we have to do this distraction stuff? I know we talked about it, but it just
1: frustrates me. No, the way you're doing it, it sounds better. And I think the only reason why you have Taya take the pin is because she is now personally felt that loss because of what happened with Diana, And so now she's pissed at Diana because, you know, Taya Valkyrie doesn't take pins, right? I mean, that's just kind of – that's my thought about it. But not that she doesn't. Ty is obviously a, a very gracious worker, and everyone seems to love working with her, or they wouldn't wear her clothing brand everywhere uh, on Instagram, uh, which, right. you know – we a seems to be like the most popular clothing brand uh, amongst wrestlers these days outside of Roots <laughs> of Fight. So um, pretty cool stuff, I guess. I don't know. I'm not a very big fashion guy. Um, I know fashion probably gets talked about in your house a little bit, um, but not so much. Not by here. me. <laughs> I don't <know> anything. <laughs> i understand <laughs> so um, wrestling
0: shirts and basketball shorts that's the fashion i talk about so
1: right exactly uh, we're both sitting here of course wearing wrestling shirts mine and my super faded um uh tna era aj styles logoed shirt and of course you're in uh the shirt of uh one uh local wrestler uh ron bass jr um yeah. big uh shout out to ron bass jr of course uh and all the Uh, local indie guys trying to get booked uh, for what shows there are out there right now. Uh, Tough time for indie wrestlers. So definitely um, if you know an indie wrestler and they have some merch that you can buy, it's a great way to support them, uh, especially during this time where they can't get as many bookings as they uh, normally could. So that's my brief Uh PSA for supporting your local (laughs) independent wrestlers. Um, (laughs) The next match uh, goes real short and very brief. Um, there's uh, a little bit of a, a confrontation because Brian Myers tries to um, angle himself as the new tag partner for Josh Alexander because they're pushing this uh, split of, between the North. Alexander says, you know what, man? No, we're going to go wrestle right now. Like, let's go fight. And so uh, the most professional wrestler, Brian Myers, takes on the walking weapon, Josh Alexander. Three minutes, 31 seconds. Brian Myers slams ethan page into the ring post which looked extremely hard um (laughs) and a little bit maybe uh caught too much of ethan's face um but then of course um, before brian myers is able to defeat josh alexander he gets assaulted by karate man Mm, great dan (laughs) i i don't know about you karate man to me feels a lot like uh johnny karate from Parks and Recreation which of course mm-hmm. was uh, ah, Chris Pratt's character um Andy Dwyer of course hosts a children's television show in which one of the characters he does is Johnny Karate and does this very like big over the top like hey kids let's do some karate and that <laughs> Karate Man kind of feels like that to me at, at, in, a, in a way because Ethan Page kind of carries that same energy um
0: right
1: oh sorry it's not Ethan Page it's Karate Man um <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> um, we'll see what happens with Karate Man, Ethan Page, Josh Alexander. Uh, this match didn't really do anything for anybody um, other than to just get a Karate Man pop, I guess, um, which would have been uh, great I've- for a live audience. Uh, but for a empty impact zone, I think it's kind of a wasted segment on a night that they were going to have a lot of eyeballs
0: yeah, I think it's just mostly to continue the story of the North breaking up. I mean, it's probably going to lead to a match between these two, and then Alexander beats Karate Man or Ethan Page or both. Who knows? Um, right. Depending on his contract situation, you know. I. Yeah, this
1: was a very skippable moment. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, you don't necessarily even need to skip it. It's over in three and a half minutes, so <laughs> it's not a big hey, man. deal.
0: I only have a certain number of minutes on this earth. If I
1: I can save three by skipping
0: Karate Man, I'll take it.
1: (laughs) And you know what? I want more Karate Man. So that's the difference between you and me. Um,
0: (laughs) You can have all my Karate Man minutes
1: anytime you (laughs) want, buddy. Will do. Will do. But I do want to talk about, of course, our main event here. Uh, The Machine Gun Carl Anderson takes on Chris Saban of the Motor City Machine Guns. Um, This match ruled... I really enjoyed it quite a bit. I love Chris Sabin a lot. Like I want more Chris Sabin the way I want more Carl Anderson. And that's not a knock on Alex Shelley because I want more Alex Shelley too. Um, but the, the machine guns, I mean, listen, uh, all three of them, as, as it turns out, the machine gun Carl Anderson and the Motor City machine guns, um, these guys are awesome. I mean, they've been around forever. They know how to work. They're excellent in the ring. Everything just flows well um they're selling for each other they're i mean to me when you put a a tv main event out there that's what it should look like um so i really i really enjoyed this match quite a bit uh what about you dan
0: yeah, this match was it was great. It was definitely worthy of main event. These these guys can obviously go. They're both they're re, the real professional wrestlers. You know, not taking <laughs> away from Brian Myers, but yeah, these right. guys. Well, he's the most professional. I mean, wrestler. we've been watching these guys wrestle for years. We know they can they can do it. Uh, they, These guys knew they had a lot of eyeballs on them, uh, especially with you know everybody was going to be tuning in to the end of the show to see how it ended with Kenny Omega and everything. Right. And I think they paid it
1: off. Yeah, they really did. It's it's one of those things you you tease this Kenny Omega stuff over and over and over again, right? We we might learn something new. We might learn something new. We might learn, and you know that they like to put that on last. They kind of kind of made that known. And so yeah, your main event is going to get a lot of eyeballs. Last week um, we had the tag match between Moose and Chris Bay versus um, Rich Swan and Willie Mack. Excellent match, uh, right leading up into the Kenny Omega segment, um, right. and then again another excellent main event leading into this, and then a lot of awesomeness happens next in the <laughs> shakeout of this match. Going backstage, Carl Anderson goes backstage. Uh, he starts to and uh, Rich Swan comes out, and you know there's some kind of you know pushing and shoving, kind of going back towards the back, and uh, out of the blue, Kenny Omega just comes and just absolutely assaults the piss out of uh, Rich <laughs> Swan. I mean, he cracks him over the head with something. I, I I didn't catch exactly what it was on the first watch. I, thought I think it was the, was the belt, belt, wasn't it? I think he hit him I'm with the sure AEW the belt. title belt. Um, yeah. And it looked like he hit him pretty good. So, um, you know, a little bit, little bit working a little stiff for his old buddy Rich. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, this segment is like, oh, shit. Kenny's actually doing something physical yeah. on impact wrestling. And up until this point, we've seen him sit on a bus.
0: <laughs> yeah. We finally got to the fireworks factory. <laughs> it's like what everybody's been waiting two weeks to see. Right.
1: Right. He exactly. finally gets on
0: there whips, whips the shit out of somebody. I mean, I enjoy, I sat up. I was like, yeah, get him, you know? Right. Um, and then now everybody's like, Oh God, what's this going to lead to next?
1: Right. Right. And so we find out very quickly what happens next. Um, as Doc Gallows re-emerges back from being injured. And I don't know if he was or not, you know, uh, outside of Kayfabe. But he emerges back, helps take out the machine guns with Carl Anderson. The three of them are standing there, and Kenny has this great idea for a main event at Hard to Kill. Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers taking on Rich Swan and the Motor City Machine Guns. This thing is going to be Incredible, I'm calling it now. Like this is going to be, uh, it could be the best match that Impact puts on. Unless Kenny has a singles match with Rich Swan, then that might take the cake there. Um, but I, to see Kenny in the ring with all three of those guys, with Saban, with Shelly, with Rich Swan, um, I'm excited about it right now, and I want to watch it right now. But I got to wait like six <laughs> weeks, and that's painful. <laughs> Maybe yeah, four they set weeks it up really point.
0: well. I think it's going to be good. I mean, we got a lot of bullet-slash-gun stuff going on here, which is
1: great. Yes. Um, The bullet club no, versus I, the machine guns, if you will.
0: Yeah, I know Omega's going to, like, tear down the house with any of those other three guys. Carl um, Anderson, probably hang. I, I'm, I'm kind of worried about old Doc getting in there with these guys because yeah. none of them are, like, big guys like him. So we'll see um, what goes on there, but – i, I I've, I've, seen, I've seen a lot of chatter online. I've heard some podcasts. People are like, you know, speculating on who's going to take the pin in this match and what it's going to lead to. And a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, uh, Kenny, Kenny's going to get pinned by Rich Swan, leading to a, a match. Later on. I, I, I And then other people are saying, oh, no, you know, Rich Swann's going to get pinned. I, I don't see either one of those happening. I mean, we've right. got these two tag teams in here, and one of them is the tag team champions, right? So I feel like the one of the tag team champions, uh, I don't know if it's going to be Anderson or Doc, is going to take the pin, and it's going to lead to right. a tag team championship match. I'm kind of thinking... This,
1: that it's that, that no, no, I'm just going to say, I I'm kind of agreeing with you there. I'm I'm leaning towards either Gallows or, or Anderson taking the pin. I'm kind of leaning towards Anderson just because of how much they've been really funneling into how good he is, man, you're the G one right. finalist from 2012. How many times did we hear that on TV? this the, the right. past week. Um, right. So like, he's like trying to get his confidence back up. So, and then maybe he loses and he starts to lose confidence. And then, you know, maybe Kenny has to whip him back into shape or something, you know, there's something that used a lot of things you can play with here. And this is right. really, I mean, we've never seen anything like this. I mean, we're a tag team champion from one promotion is teaming up with the singles champion from another promotion to take on their own promotions champion. Right. And of uh, the, 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 you know, the, the, basically the number one contenders for the tag titles. So right. I, I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, well, that's what's great about it, right? We don't know what's going to happen. I just don't foresee Tony Khan letting Kenny Omega, his world champion, go to another show and take a pin from anybody, right? I, I just right. can't see that happening. Now, they might shock the world, and that might happen, you know? Uh, who knows what the... I, 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 this, is, The main thing is, it's making me want to tune in and watch, and that's what they're looking for, right? Exactly. So I guess mission accomplished for them.
1: (laughs) As we mentioned, as we mentioned, Don Callis knows what he's doing, and he and obviously Tony Khan does too. Let's give let's you know let's tip the cap to Tony Khan. We don't know whose idea this was. We don't know where this game. It's probably Don Callis' idea. I think I'm I'm, I feel pretty comfortable saying that. But but Tony Khan also is working on this, um, and is obviously fronting. I would imagine a considerable amount of investment into this going well. Um he's appeared on 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 Access TV two weeks in a row now right. promoting his show. We didn't show. even talk about that. So, which is another great commercial um between him and Tony Shafoni they they continue to bury um the old TNA uh which is great. And and what I talked about with Sandy is, you know impact today is okay with burying the TNA of yesterday uh and they do it themselves. So to have um Tony and Tony do it, and you could just say, oh, it's just another, you know, it's another uh, promotion trying to bury us and, and get heat. Um, that saves them a little bit of that self-deprecation. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, everything about this has made sense. And, it, like you said, it's doing its job and getting you to tune in week after week to a wrestling show that most people have never watched. Um, right, right. I, I think about, you know, on our own group chat and a lot of, you know, the members of our, our social suplex network are not Impact Wrestling Watchers or couldn't have even told you who was the champion three weeks ago. They might have had an idea, but, and and I'm not just talking about our, our podcast host, but, you know, the writers and different, you know, people that are involved, our larger Loop uh, group chat, uh, you know, most right. of the people don't know what's going on in Impact, don't care to. Now, Kenny Omega and Don Callis have made people care about that promotion in a way that they really, I don't think, could have done it themselves. They've done a great job. I don't want to. I'm not knocking the promotion, um, but the what's been coming out of it of Don Callis and, and Kenny Omega being there and feeling free to use terms like Bullet Club and talk about you know different different things and uh, you know Omega refers to John Moxley as Dean Ambrose in one of the segments. So you know, <laughs> I mean, just just <laughs> you know just. Right, it's been really fun to watch and as a wrestling fan, it's really fun to not know what the hell's going to happen. That's yeah. very rare in in 2020. Yeah.
0: I mean, we're so we're so used to the, you know, the WWE where you can see stuff coming that, you know, they plan it out years in advance and it's never what you want and it's just it's, I mean, you've seen Raw and SmackDown, it's like the same same matches every week the same people every week the same six or seven you know wrestlers every week um right. this is just like uncharted territory with this and that's what's great about it like that's why i tuned into wrestling when i was a kid you know i never knew what was going to happen next you know and and that's why i'm excited about this and they you know they've also been mentioning new japan too and that right. that <laughs> Now, there might never be anything with New Japan, but they keep mentioning it. So, everybody's like, oh, let's watch it. Let's find out. Are they going to open yeah, the door? And, and,
1: right. And I didn't watch the Super J Cup. So, I'm, I may be ignorant in this. Um, but I don't know that the Super J Cup announced team said anything about TJP and Chris Bay being from Impact Wrestling. I would imagine they must have said something about it. Um,
0: I think they did. Uh, I I can't remember, but exactly, but I'm pretty sure they did because I mean they talked about like Hor- Horace from being Ray Horace being from ROH. ROH, right? You know, so they'll 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 mention the other the the other promotions on there.
1: Yeah, so you know, but again, it, is this the the backdoor way that Kenny gets to work with New Japan? Does let let's like let's say you're watching uh, Hard to Kill, six man's over, and out of the blue, you hear Go Ace kick out uh, across the speakers, <laughs> right? Wouldn't the wrestling world lose its shit? Like if, I if know Ferocious I would. Chani, if Hiroshi <laughs> Tanahashi showed up on Hard to Kill, wouldn't that be insane? Now, yeah. the chances of that happen have got to be probably less than 1%. And that's just a, right. you know, a fever dream. But something along those lines, I, is that the way that AEW and Kenny Omega get back into working with New Japan? I don't know. Don Callis seems to be the catalyst of kind of everything that's happening in wrestling outside of WWE right. right now. So, um, it's man, like I said, it's exciting to see happen. It's exciting to not know what's coming next. It, and this is I when I gotta imagine that that Hard to Kill is gonna get a tremendous amount of pay per view buys. Um, yeah, because it is a traditional pay per view. I assume they'll keep the price at fifty dollars, like they have been for all the other uh, Impact pay per views. I mean, I this is this has gotta get maybe I don't know, probably what sixty to seventy percent of what AEW doesn't buy is just from Kenny Omega being on the show. So maybe, which would be? I,
0: I have no idea, you know.
1: <laughs> right, that's that's probably a discussion more for like Russell uh, Russell Nomics, um, yeah. It's. It, it feels it's definitely like,
0: gonna bump up from what they would have gotten without right. this match being announced.
1: Right. This exactly. is making them yeah. money.
0: This is the whole point of like the wrestling business,
1: right? right? Exactly. Bring
0: us marks in with their money.
1: Exactly. And they're doing a fantastic job of it. Um, you know, Sandy and I talked about the Twitch numbers uh, last week, what they did uh, with the first Kenny Omega show. I mean, it's just I, I, I gotta believe that Anthem is really loving this and and really loving the investment and impact right now and i'm sure don Callis is. i'm sure he's collecting paychecks from multiple places um and there may be something else like we said like i said there may be something else going on behind the scenes that we don't know and you know maybe we see something um so (laughs) oh hi (laughs) my my daughter just walked into the room you can say hi to mr dan (laughs) hi all right all right go to bed all right. Love you. Uh, hey, listen, this is, this is, this podcast is recorded live in front of a family audience. Sometimes. <laughs> um, just had a run in. So, just had a run in from my, from my three-year-old Molly, um, who has been watching uh, dynamite with me the last couple of weeks, um, which has been pretty cool. Not cool that she tries to do some of the moves, but cool to watch it with her. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, uh, like I said, real exciting stuff. Um, the, this is the end of the year obviously we won't get probably we might get some information here and there uh we are not going to necessarily be recording weekly uh over the holidays just because i don't think anything new is coming from impact we are going to try and get out a, uh, you know, a video game uh show to kind of tide you guys over um so stay tuned for that if we're able to get that out obviously with the the holidays the scheduling can become difficult so I stick around. But before Dan and I finish, I do want to go over some uh, kind of, you know, yearly superlatives since that's what Impact is going to be doing on their show the next couple of weeks. So, Dan, uh, I think we do this uh, category by category here. And uh, well, I guess let's work our way up. We have, uh, you know, four kind of Impact Awards that we want to get through. Or handout, I should say. Get through implies that we don't want to do it. But uh, four impact awards and then two video game related awards. So, uh, Dan, let's start with best comedy worker. Who was your guy or gal that you thought uh, really from an entertainment perspective, not necessarily from an in-room perspective, but from an entertainment perspective, really brought it this year?
0: So we're talking about from when you started the show, right? We're not talking from January 1st, right? Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this would be uh, slam anniversary when this started. So uh, shortly
1: thereafter, for but me, we'll, we'll go from anniversary on.
0: Okay. So for me, I, Heath Slater is, is my guy. I, I, he's pretty funny. I think he's got a great wit. Um, the most I've laughed at wrestling in a while was when he had that video, um, several commercial ago when he, yeah, that commercial he, was great. His, and he had his kids coming out. I mean, I, <laughs> DeLorean Brown made me <laughs> chuckle. So, uh, yeah, he's my guy. Uh, I'm sad that he's not around right now cause he's hurt, but, uh, right. Yeah. The hernia, the
1: being put on the shelf for a hernia, I'm sure is difficult. Um, I've not had one myself. I hope to not have one. Um, but you could just tell he was on a payment and, and that's an, Excellent, excellent choice for comedy uh, wrestler of the year. For me, it comes down to who's who's the guy that every time uh, he comes on the screen he puts a smile on my face. Heath Slater's definitely up there. Johnny Swinger, I hate to say, is growing on me. Uh, he's had a couple <laughs> of really, really, really funny lines, and you know, calling everyone daddy and all that stuff, and, and you know, he's, he he gets some chuckles out of me. Um, for me, you know I gotta say tommy Dreamer uh it's Shocker. not just because it's not just because <laughs> he sent me a, a direct message on Twitter, um, which he hasn't done in a while, so Tommy you know if you want to send me another one, you know um but I really feel like every time Tommy Dreamer is on the screen outside of a wrestling ring, it's some kind of uh, some kind of comedy gimmick, some kind of funny thing that he's doing. Obviously, he was he was very funny in uh, Russell House. He was very funny uh, doing the uh, the wrestlers court stuff, um, the, doing you know the, the the screaming no when Johnny Bravo gets shot at the wedding. Just just the myriad of, of the different things that they expect out of uh, Tommy Dreamer uh, to go out there and still get over uh, outside of the wrestling ring. So for me, Tommy Dreamer is the comedy wrestler of the year in Impact. So, respectable choice. <laughs> yeah. And he still it, listen, wrestles too. And he still so. wrestles too. And he's, I mean, he had the, the Halloween hardcore match, which I thought was a lot of fun. Um, and of course, you know, anytime you need to see a kendo stick, he's got one for you. So um, let's go on to best tag team in impact. Um, for me, it's because we are doing this just from slam anniversary on. It's a, probably a different answer if we're doing this from January 1st on. Um, And the reason, of course, again, why we're doing it from Slammiversary on is because Sandy and I uh, were not necessarily watching prior to starting this podcast. We kind of started with Slammiversary and went on from that point. Um, So for me, the best impact tag team is the Motor City Machine Guns. Um, Honorable mention uh, to the Rascals uh, as well as the North, uh, of course. Um, and, of course, sad to see the Rascals go. I'll mention it every time that I have the chance to bring them up. Um, I really hope they, they get some good feuds in NXT. Um, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. But, yeah, so, but the Motor City Machine Guns since debuting, um, I think they've they've really been the best tag team in that division. They put out bangers every time, whether it's a singles match, tag match, Uh, had a pretty good title run. Of course, Alex Shelley gets taken out when they, and Saban has to go and basically wrestle for 30 minutes in a, you know, multi-tag team match um, by himself as the only member of his tag team. So um, hats off uh, to those guys. And and I don't think there's a wrong answer in this division, um, truthfully. Um, But for me, it's the Motor City Machine Guns, Dan. And
0: I'm, with you they're really good but my team is the north uh i really enjoy those guys um like i've told you before i'm a sucker for headgear on a wrestler Um, (laughs) i I, I like i like josh alexander he's pretty hard-hitting i've watched some of his stuff with the collective too uh so i enjoyed him outside of impact as well um but yeah I, i really like those guys i can do without the karate man crap um but i feel like they've had a really good run uh since uh, we started talking about it here at Slam Reversary. Um, I'm kind of sad that they might be broken up for good because I feel like they're pretty good together. Um, but it might lead to better things for uh, both of them. So that's my pick.
1: Yeah. Hey, listen, like I said, not not a bad pick uh, in the bunch. Of course, you know, had Heath not gotten hurt, we might have been talking about Heath and Rhino in this spot. You never know. Right. I mean, probably not, but you never know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Moving on now uh, to the women's division. We're going to talk best knockout, Dan. So, Dan, I got to ask, who is your best knockout so far?
0: So, there's been some really good knockouts matches, um, but I've got to give it to Deanna. Um, I was a fan of hers before she was in Impact, and I feel like every match I've seen her on Impact, uh has been pretty good to great um I, I also feel like uh um there's been some other girls that have also been good but diana's just like head and shoulders above everybody else in the division to me
1: yeah i this is a an award that we're gonna agree on here dan um <laughs> diana since she came into impact has been absolutely fantastic um, every match that she's had has been pretty good she's uh, in, came up with new finishers uh, she's got the double arm breaker uh, arm bar she's got uh, of course the gotch style pile driver we mentioned earlier um, which are the things I mean she was always doing the Fujiwara armbar, bar uh, but not doing the double um, and then to see her pick up a gotch style pile driver too um, that's pretty awesome Uh, it's, and she hits it very well. I will say that. Um, and she also is working in, in one of the few promotions that will still let you do a pile driver on TV. Um, which had she, had had she, had she tried to do one drivers (laughs) impact is a pile driver promotion for sure. Uh, so it only makes sense that she picks one up there. Had she tried to do that, uh, when she was previously at, at WWE, uh, they probably would have fired her sooner. So, um, or I don't know that she was fired. She might have asked for her release. I'm, obviously, you never know exactly what it is. So I don't want to. I don't want to imply that she never had the opportunity
0: to do a pile driver. They never let her wrestle. I th-
1: I think she had maybe two NXT televised matches, and she probably right. had. Uh, I I mean, maybe six or so main event matches. I'm not talking yeah. the main event of Raw or SmackDown. I'm talking the show main event. Just to be clear. Um.
0: I think she did make one like raw appearance at some point. I
1: believe she debuted and then uh, I think she was pulled off of television because um, I'm sure Vince did not quote unquote like the look, um, so to speak. (laughs) Great. Um, That old man's
0: blind. Who who cares? I
1: I completely agree. Listen, we all have access to Instagram and we all know if that's the case, uh, man, don't don't get it um but but that's to say um this is not a best instagram award but this is in <laughs> fact a best knockout and this is talking specifically about in ring proficiency uh so it makes sense that both of us would go with which uh, who many call uh one of the best technical uh not just female wrestlers but wrestlers uh, that we have in the business right now and Diana Perazzo uh so congratulations uh Diana for for getting both of us to give you that award um <laughs> moving right along, uh, we're just before we all, uh, just for a clarification, we're not going to do a best knockout tag team award just because they're there, they still haven't actually awarded those titles. Um, that'll be a discussion obviously for next year, uh, but for this year, uh, we're just going to not do that just because they haven't really had too many established tag teams for as long back as our look back period, it's really kind of in the last six weeks. Um, so just so just, just in case there's any questions around that. So we're gonna move on, Dan, to uh, best impact wrestler. Um, I did not put the tag male on this, I just said best impact wrestler. So you could double up and say Diana Perrazzo. Um, I am not, and this is a as this is a a a discussion. That's very difficult for me to decide on, just because there's been a lot of really good performances, a lot of sustained, you know, week to week performances. Um, you don't want to, you don't want to say this guy was the best because of a two week thing or a three week thing, but for the entirety of what we've been covering so i'm gonna put you on the spot, Dan, and I'm gonna ask you your impact wrestler of the year um, for twenty twenty
0: so in my opinion, I feel like Eric Young is the uh wrestler for me anyway um I feel like every time he's been like there's there was a couple of shows like uh um, Bound for Glory where most of the show was kinda of mid and he's in that match in the main event and kind of, they pulled the nose up. I feel like he's kind of saved him a few times with his matches. Um, I feel like he puts in a hundred percent in his matches. Um, sometimes the character's not really (laughs) my cup of tea. Um, but he, he really goes, I feel like he's still got a lot in him. I think he's got a chip on his shoulder from his time in WWE. Um, I'm curious to see where the whole cult leader thing goes. Um, I feel like he was the best in my opinion.
1: Yeah. So I, 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 I don't disagree with anything that you said. Um, He really is wrestling like a man with something to prove. Um, And when you're as good of a wrestler as Eric Young is, that's a pretty good combination, right? Um, We've mentioned how have pile driver, happy uh, (laughs) impact kind of is. And he does the best one on the pile driver promotion. Um, So (laughs) You know, yeah, it's, he's, he's up there with, for me. Like you, you want to talk about, like, there's a couple of guys, obviously that impact relies on week after week to kind of carry the show. Um, It's not Rob Van Dam. So I'm just going to go ahead and, and just, you know, <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> I as much as I would love to give my dear friend Tommy Dreamer the award, it's not Tommy Dreamer. Um, You know, you talk about guys week after week that are out there. Uh, Chris Bay's out there every week. Uh, Willie Mack is out there every week. TJP is out there every week. Eddie Edwards is out there every week. Rich Swan is out there almost every week. Um, but I'm actually in agreement with you, Dan, that really, from Slammiversary, when he makes his return on, Eric Young, is the guy. Uh, every time they needed a big match on a on a card, Eric Young delivered whether that be the Eddie Edwards match, whether it be the Rich Swan match, uh, so on and so forth. I, I mean, the guy really has elevated his game to the old Eric Young that we saw in, the, in, in, in these flashback moments from TNA, right? The younger Eric Young that came out and did all kinds of crazy shit and, and really put the world on fire, which ultimately, of course, got him signed to the WWE, to the WWE right? Um, and really, the early Sanity stuff, Uh, was very good and then he kind of once they pulled him to main roster the same eric young wasn't the same when we saw him um so it's been good to see eric young come back to catch fire um and really uh just like you said uh anytime they needed a big spot uh or to save a card or just you know and especially a, a card like bound for glory that just kind of went off the rails and obviously there was the the Kylie Ray situation and, and, and everything that happened there and everyone's like, Oh my god, what happened? And they had the hot shot of Young, and then it was kind of like, All right, well, maybe this wasn't worth my fifty dollars. And then here comes Eric Young to throw out a banger, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, Eric Young's gotta be gotta be the choice, uh, in my opinion. Um, so you know, I think it's funny that uh, you know, the consensus here. Um, and I, and I do want to give an honorable mention, of course, to Rohit Raju for the work that he did in the X division. Um, the, the defeat Rohit challenge was, um, awesome. I mean, really, really good segments week after week. Rohit Raju is someone to me that, that elevated his game, uh, constantly and and delivered some of the best promos in wrestling that we'd see week to week. So definitely, especially with Sandy not on the podcast to say my man, every time Rohit (laughs) Raju is brought up, um, You know, which, you know, shout outs to uh, Sandy. She's gotten uh, Rohit Raju to like a couple of our uh, tweets from the 8-Bit Suplex account. Um, So uh, that's pretty cool. And I'm not giving him shout outs just because he's liking our posts. Maybe I'm a little bit. But no, truthfully, uh, really, it's been fun to spend this year uh, watching um, Impact Wrestling and kind of discovering more alternatives and better alternative sometimes um, to the uh, products that we see on Mondays and Fridays. Um, and, you know, and sometimes even from the Wednesday product uh, in black and yellow. So um, I've enjoyed it. I know Dan, uh, you kind of got started watching it because of uh, us starting this podcast and, and kind of uh-huh. talking about it so much. And, and I know that the same uh, can be said for a lot of our group of friends that, uh, you know, impact was off of the radar completely. So, um, and then, you know, there's always been stuff that you heard about it, but you never really felt the need to check it out. And I'm glad that, that, you know, um, we jumped in and decided to kind of start doing this.
0: Well, part of, like I've talked to you about before when I went on here, part of the problem was accessibility. Like I don't get access TV and I, on Tuesday nights, I don't remember to go on Twitch usually. Um, but (laughs) since... But since I've been watching that's changed, right? Um uh, I was I was just catching the replays before and now I like actually watch on Twitch. And then with all, you know, everything that's going on with Kenny Omega and and Dynamite and uh, AEW and everything. Um now now it's just like must watch TV. So, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm excited that I started watching ahead, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> before yeah. this actually took off. Uh you know, you guys can say you were you were ahead of the game and you knew this was going to take off. Um, but now I'm really excited to see where this all goes, you know, and I'm, I'm happy you guys did it. Um, I'm happy you have me on here every once in a while. Uh, it gives me some, like you said, it's an, it's an alternative. Sometimes it's better. Sometimes it's not, but at least it's an alternative. Um, it's not the same old crap every, you know, every Monday and Friday. Um, so I appreciate it and, uh, I enjoy listening to you guys talk about it too.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. It's been, uh, it's been awesome. Um, and then, of course, you know, uh, starting the podcast and then, you know, giving you, uh, you and I uh, both our first episodes of podcasting, Sandy's first episodes of podcasting, uh, being able to have Rich and Jeremy, of course, who are uh, the veteran of all veterans, having Floyd come on the the, uh, the podcast as well. Um, and then, you know, even, uh, you know, uh, my buddy Lane, who, who hopped on to uh, fill in with a uh, video game segment. Um, it's really been uh, a really great experience, a, a great way to. It's uh, been 2020, <laughs> which has been such a challenging year for so many, um, and, and really, you know, I, I don't think any of us have ever have gone through this year unscathed, um, so it's been excellent to have this uh, extra thing to do, um, and so uh, before uh, we sign off, um, I do want to wish uh, everyone a happy holidays, um, a merry Christmas, whatever you celebrate, uh, Kwanzaa, if you've already celebrated Hanukkah, or, or I'm I'm so out of the loop. I don't know if Hanukkah is still going on. Um, but whatever you uh, celebrate, it <laughs> ended whatever, Friday, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably true. Um, whatever holiday you and your family celebrate, uh, or if you don't celebrate holidays in the traditional sense, um, whoever you're with, uh, you know, make sure you enjoy this time together as we get out of this fuck of a year. Um, and and we look forward to uh, you know, vaccine rollouts and and being able to see independent wrestling come back strong. Um, if you see us at a show, uh, definitely come back, uh, come up and say hi post vaccine, uh, not pre vaccine, or if you want to wave, uh, you know, um, uh, maybe we'll see James at some point in 2021, Dan, um, you never know. I'm
0: not going to hold my breath on that. <laughs> <laughs> we
1: James, James might've booked a, out until 2022. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, Dan, thanks again for, uh, for coming on. Um, and, uh, I guess uh, we'll do this again uh, in 2021.
0: All right. Sounds good. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just to sign off, as always, make sure you check out all the Social superx Podcast Network shows. Keep it a Strong Style, One Nation Radio, Ricky and Clive, Great Match Generator, Grave Consequences, uh, All Things Elite. Uh, I think that um, uh, Grown and, uh, of course, Grown Men Watch This Shit uh, is back. So definitely check that out, too. Um, And then uh, head over to Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, I don't know if you can get a last-minute present for Christmas still. You might be able to pay for some expedited shipping. If you really, 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 really want to get your loved one an 8-Bit Suplex or one of the other shirts from the Social Suplex Podcast Network uh, on Pro Wrestling Tees slash Social Suplex. Um, But without uh, further ado, uh, happy holidays and stay safe, everyone. (laughs)
0: Thank <laughs> you.